sure. Somebody threatened to burn my house down one time. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 112, entitled Dr. Nancy Hines. Tonight, Dr. Hines will be joining us at the table. She is the superintendent of the Penn Hills School District. She's been through a lot since taking over her position. And now in the last year, she has had to lead a district full of students, teachers, and families that have experienced a world that they never predicted or prepared for. We'll go over all of that and more as we get to know someone who everyone knows around here. But do they really know her? Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire and make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, well, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is really all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. And we then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we are treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. What's up, everybody? Hi, Eric. Hey. Welcome, doctor. Right? And by that, I mean Nancy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but doctor. I mean, like, doctor in hey, the house. First doctor on the show. <laughs> right? Goodness. Unbelievable. Except Chris, the doctor of love. <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> well, at least Amy does. But, um... No. <laughs> Just everybody else. <laughs> Just everybody else except Amy. Um, no, it's it's good to be back. I was out last week. I was running tech last week, um, and, and Brian was here. And actually, that brings me to my bad of the week. Oh, Brian, no. Brian's not here. Oh. Yeah. Right? That's, a, that's almost a cheat, though. Yeah, but I'm taking it first. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I wish he, I wish he yeah. was here. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to go into details. He can go into details next week yeah. if he wants to. Um, but I'm he's bummed. in jail. I'm really bummed <laughs> why he's not here, and that makes me yeah. He's not in sad. Maui. It's nothing yeah, right. It's he's not, not. He's not in in uh, Long Island. Long Island. Seeing Kono, the ice guy, or whatever. Yep. Not business. Um, <laughs> yeah. No business. Any of that. Um. So that's 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 my that's my bummer. The the good for my week, though, is I've been going on what we call hikes mm. with my daughter, Maggie. So my daughter, Maggie, is two and a, little, more than two and a half. I'm not going to do the math right now, but two Goes and a half. Goes back to the great point average. Two and a half plus is what I'm going to say. Um, but we've been going on walks around our neighborhood, Aww. and we have a very walkable neighborhood. I love our neighborhood. And um, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday uh, you know, I asked her, I was like, you want to go on a hike? And she said, yeah. And I, I went outside, and, and I was doing a couple of things outside, like getting the trash out and whatnot. And it started to drizzle, and I was like, mm. ah. and I was like, all right, I'm going to grab my umbrella. 
right. And then it started raining a little bit harder, and I was like, okay, you know, like, we're still going to go. Fine. What a dad. And and I was like, Mags, we should get your umbrella. So Amy got uh, Mags umbrella. So she got she got her umbrella. I got mine, and we're walking throughout the neighborhood, and it just starts like downpouring. Like oh, it was no. it was like so bad. I really wish she would have had her rain boots on because she just had like some you know sneakers on. Um, but it was such a good moment. Mm-hmm. Like you know, as much as like I was like I hate this so much. It was it was more. It was more. I love this so much, you know, like, yeah. cause like I hate rain on my head, which I'm glad I have my umbrella. Cause you know, I don't have any hair on my head. Um, so it, like that really bothers me. And it, like, that's like, it's one of those things. Like when I get rain on my head, like it's, I get irritated very quickly when that happens. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I've dude. known you for a minute, and I've never thought when it's raining. Oh, but Eric's, <laughs> well, bet, yeah, but Eric's really <laughs> irritated. No, that's true. Um, so. Uh, I was glad I had my umbrella, which is like a golf umbrella. And she had her little Minnie Mouse umbrella. Um, But we were walking and I was telling her, you know, walk the line on the side of the road. And she was, you know, doing that pretty good. And we're talking and we're talking about what we're seeing as we're walking. It was, you know, just a good moment. We had another we had another walk through the neighborhood tonight that was very similar without the rain. Thank goodness. Um, And uh, it's chilly, though. A little chilly. We put our hoods up. It was was all good. (laughs) Um, And it was just nice. Like she's, you know, she's kind of getting into that. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, that'd be good. Like, wa- like a walk a day. Yeah, with, that's a nice with, little with, habit. Yeah, with Dada, you know, we'll go for a walk. We'll come back and we'll have some more fun after we get back to the house. So that was really good. Um, and uh, food wise, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just, I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there, man. Um, I am on the carnivore diet. What? Just like Jay is, and I am loving it. I feel great. Tell me about how you were saying how starving you've been, <laughs> dude. Every time, like a you've me- been on a diet or two. <laughs> I've been on a diet or two. I've had, I have had weight loss surgery. I've had gastric bypass back in 2009, and I'm still down from like where I was then. I'm, right, I'm down like over 100 pounds from where I was then. But and and also like when it comes to gastric bypass, they want you to eat protein. They want you to get your protein in first. You know, mm. um, and. What's interesting is like every time like a meal time comes around, like you know breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, I'm like, meals, yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I gotta eat again. Like what? Like, <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where like I like I I'm not hungry. I'm right. never hungry. That's awesome. This right. Carnivore diet is it meat based? I mean animal based. An- oh, animal I messed based. it up. I messed up the joke. <laughs> He's trying to be funny and you dropped the ball. Oh man. Because you are doing dairy as well. Uh, how can you not? Well, and some don't. Cheese exists. Some, well, some can't. <laughs> Literally can't. Uh, yeah, I feel really bad for them because, man, cheese is right. a lifestyle. I think uh, that's got to be a, a big part of the uh, the animal-based diet. Is, <laughs> it's either meat or cheese. I think that's Or a, eggs. Okay, or your yes. Right. Or, or right. eggs. Yeah. Beaks. Hooves. Go, you know, <laughs> don't limit it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, Chris just said he's a little hot. <laughs> a little right? hot, a little hot on the mic. Oh, um, on the mic. Oh, yeah. that makes more sense. Um, but yeah, that's that's my story, and I'm it's working to it. for you. 
I would amazing. say so. I I don't want to talk about numbers. No numbers. Just it's not yet. about the numbers. Not about the numbers. But it's about the numbers. But I will say this: like I feel great. I feel like, you know, what, like one of the things I've noticed is like my aches that I've had are interesting. Are, are down. They're still there. Well, like, sure. my, my shoulder. Yeah. They're still there. But what like about your foot, not as intense. Well, I've had that adjusted by by my chiropractor, Doctor Brent. And nice. Not a sponsor. I, not a sponsor. Not yet. Um. So I can't speak to that. Wait, I have totally. to ask a question. Please yeah. do. Oh, okay. you're, you're really scaring me here now. Okay. Is there a weigh-in or something tonight as well? No, we're not doing that either, no. <laughs> okay, because I'm out. <laughs> well, I win on the weigh-in. I'm just going to uh, say, like, I'm measuring the room. I win. I'm getting really nervous here. <laughs> no, that's, that'll be the end of diet talk tonight. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, yeah, it's been great, and I love it. Well, I, I shall also give a little update. Um, I gotta go bad first. Huh. I like to just this is like ripping. You always the get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and this one's I'm not gonna get specific, but um, it is a little heavy because there are people, let's say, in my life who are um just dealing with a lot of mm. anxiety, um, processing of past hurts, um, which is something you know we talk about on the podcast and right. and meeting past hurts with emotional. Uh, through emotional responding and and darn it if you don't know I I just I don't think I'm very good at it because mm. <laughs> because it's so hard for me to make that my first response What's and that's first really the bad normally? I don't know I guess just um I mean it all depends on on who it is I guess but it's I would say a general response is like frustration and or um defensiveness and i mean it depends on if it has to do with me or whatever but like just not it's always me first instead of them first mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's like i'm trying to get into that space where it i can tough. be them first right and <laughs> i always like i've learned a lot by you know being on the podcast and learning from jay and um i feel like i'm getting there so there's, you know, I, I can see it on the horizon, but man, I cannot stop those old habits of, of making it me first. Yeah. And so that is very, uh, that's very frustrating. That's my bad. But you do know the fact that you're cognizant of it. You're already halfway there. Right. right. Like I, I, yes, I am. And probably the time after when you go, crap. Yeah. I did it again. Mm. It's getting shorter. Yeah. And shorter. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> A- Amy's at home right now. <laughs> Shaking her head, no. no. <laughs> I didn't say it was Amy. <laughs> I'm just saying she's observing. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And no, it has nothing to do with her. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, that's a little bit of a struggle right now. My good, though, um, just in general, this time of year, um, love this time of year as far as the weather changing. Although, man, we've had this, it's, it's monsoon season in Penn Hills, in case you're not from around here and you. Don't don't visit Penn Hills right now because uh, <laughs> hello it's constant rain, but um, no just this time of year with the I love just the, the the leaves coming out and the 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 blossoms and the flowers and um, obviously the the temperature coming up and now we're ending the school we're getting closer to the end of the school year and it has been I mean an up and down school year and I know Dr Hines is going to talk more about this of course but um, it's been an up and down school year as far as 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 trying to get used to all these new things that are happening but it's also been um i don't know it's i it's been an enjoyable school year in different ways for me as i've talked about before mm-hmm. and um 
So it's almost like bittersweet that the year's ending. I mean, as a teacher, you're like, hey, hey, we get summer off. That's awesome. But it's also, uh, I don't know. It's it's. Are you still in your mm-hmm. cart? Oh, I am still on my cart. That has been a, that has been a full year issue. Yeah. Wow. Now you're yeah. gonna get a room next year. <sighs> Supposedly, <laughs> unless they tell me different. I I think. Nancy, we're... do you know the superintendent <laughs> over there at McKeesport? I actually do. Mark's uh-huh. a good friend. Uh, oh. He's a good guy. He is a very good guy, um, and he will look out for us and do the best that he you can, can. You can say how you really feel. No, seriously, like because you know last podcast he's like my boss is an idiot, and anybody that's friends with him is an idiot. <laughs> Uh, no, he's a good guy, and he will do the best he can to to get us back to you know to normal and and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I and I sure hope it starts at the beginning of of school year because mm-hmm. I that that will be as, as as much as I have sort of enjoyed in a way in a way the difference that this year has been. Um, as far as just I don't know, it's just been. There's, there's, hey guys, COVID has been refreshing. I don't well, know if you know no, this. No, I, I I will say this: there has been things that have been birthed out of covid that right. i am like let's keep doing that like when we did the easter bunny at the zoo right and you had to reserve a time yeah. so you didn't have to stand in a line for two hours <laughs> yes let's <laughs> let's do that let's reserve a time that seems like a thing that we're all capable of doing we all have phones that we can like check in on like yes let's yeah. let's keep doing that there's other things that i don't want to do but you know like we'll, we'll go to even absolutely. like we didn't ever broadcast our church services before mm-hmm. covid yeah mm-hmm. and like there's a guy that we've talked about them before. Yeah. That every Sunday morning we hear we on the on the Facebook feed we see Good Evening from India. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. Our buddy Samuel Darla there could be is. listening now for all we know. You know, well, he wouldn't be listening from India yeah, if right. we weren't broadcasting. Right. Yeah, we've come a long yeah. way, like technology wise. All for that sure. frustration out of worth it. out of necessity in a way, but yeah. also now it's like. Oh, this is where we should be, as yeah. far as that goes. Right, right. And for me, my favorite thing about the school year has been, and it, this will never happen again, but we have... I haven't missed a day. <laughs> Jeez. We, we have had, you know, we had like almost like a staggered start because at the beginning of the year, we had way fewer students than, than we normally would in mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And like, it was just really interesting to start with this smaller <laughs> student community and like you build these like like the teachers it was it's you know just smaller classrooms easier to be build rapport and and sort of routine with a smaller number of kids and then when kids slowly came back it was it was like they became part of that community that was already established in a very good routine and i'm like man i kind of wish we could do-. of course you can't tell kids you know or families like no your your kid doesn't start until november or something you know what i mean you can't do that can't, but like, nancy can you <laughs> no no okay no no you can't but it was thanks a for really- being on nancy we appreciate the uh, insight it was a really interesting way to start the school year and i'm going to be done there except to say i went real simple with food uh this week I've been doing, you know, a lot of things on the grill and whatnot, but all this rain and just I was in the mood for comfort food. Grilled cheese and tomato soup. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Today? It's such a good steak. No. I was going to say, because it's chilly but today, and that would be a good Twice in that. the past week and a half, though. Yeah. Yeah. Grilled cheese. And it's 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 Man. a, I would do, you know, I didn't, it's not homemade tomato soup. It's the Progresso tomato and basil. Progresso. Nothing wrong with Progresso. Little, little known fact. Um... Campbell's and not you know they're not going to be a sponsor. Why did you not sing now? It? Campbell's, Campbell's and uh, whoever else like Aldi brands and whatnot. They all have wheat in their in their tomato soup. I never knew that before. So that's a no no for Amy. So who's Campbell's is the one that doesn't have wheat. No, Progresso. Oh, Progresso. Does not. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And 
And not to jump out of order, but Nancy, is there anything like Chris was talking about, like the now from running the school, like, do you go, you know what, we're going to keep this. Is there anything like that that you found? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the kids all have devices now. Mm-hmm. and we're So that's going to continue no matter what? Right, because there's not really any more snow days. Flex- right. Flexible instruction yeah, days it's all give over. us the option, right? <laughs> Childhood, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, but wait, as a, as a superintendent, does that make it easier to make that call? Because isn't that your call? Like when you decide, okay, two-hour mm. delay versus cancel. Yeah, and I don't make it in isolation. I no. certainly have people that will give me right. heads up what's going on. Transportation directors. We don't have it. Well, we have a coordinator. There we go. Okay. But remember, I live in the community, and I live on the top of a very large hill. <laughs> and so that's kind of my measure. Mm. I look out the window, and if it's plowed, generally the roads and pin hills are plowed as well. If yeah. it's not and I know, and, and it's pretty short fire. I mean, so I follow that. Um, but certainly, you know, police chief and other people on duty through the evening, not the chief, um, will let me know what's going on. Right. And so that does make it easier now because it's okay. We stay home, and and it's and it's. We'll get into that too. But it's a better way to to support your staff because they're the ones sometimes that are coming from Latrobe or other places. And so, hey, let's just well, do right. remote. Let's yeah. make it easier. I've right. always wondered. Can I do a quick follow up to that? How much do other school districts or other superintendents have to do with that decision making? Because I know, like, snow days mm. have to happen at you know five a.m. a lot of times, and you're I don't know, are you watching the news and saying, oh well, so and so called off? So WTAE, they got the <laughs> the scroll at well, the bottom waiting. So I can give the honest answer. I think yeah, nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when when you're newer, you know, you're you're a little. Unsure, right. and I think there's that the comfort when you know the guy next door, or the gal next door is doing something similar, or at least thinking something similar. Safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm a lone wolf anymore. You know, I really mm. focus on pin heels, and you know, there, there are people that will blow the phone up, and what are you going to do this, this, and that. Mm. But pretty much, you know, I'm I'm looking out and and trying to get the feel for what it looks like here, mm-hmm. and I will help anybody at any time. But I'm focused on pin heels, so. So the devices is one. Anything else? Any other changes you've made that you go, hey, this is a better way to do this? Well, even the curriculum. You know, when we switched over to this standard curriculum, it it, it was hard. Mm. You know, the rigor is really much more than we had, but that's a blessing because we needed more rigor. Mm. And, you know, to see some of the kids struggle, some kids did not that we thought might struggle. And the fact that there's more equity because everybody potentially is being exposed to the same content, the same skills. And I think there are going to be pieces of that that we are going to keep. You know, maybe that is a framework built around it. And certainly like current events and things come up that you always have to enrich the curriculum. So we wouldn't do it directly, you know, prescriptively, but it would be a framework. And I think that's something for sure. Sort of the general outline that teachers can enhance or, exactly, you know, because because that is true. You think about even going back to our days in school and everything else, and you'd find out, like, what teacher did you get? Because yeah. you knew that one teacher was going to be really good <laughs> or that teacher was so easy, which as a kid is great. Right. As an administrator, you're probably like, eh, not so much. But if they all have to at least have this base level, right? that's something that can help everybody. Absolutely. Good stuff. We'll get back to all the school talk in a minute. Right. Um, for me, what is bad is sort of like what, man, it's not at all what Chris was saying because it was on his end. For me, it's observing so many people stretch thin. Mm-hmm. And I mean that work-wise. Like Rachel the other night even just said, like, her job is just so difficult. She's the school for the deaf. She does preschool. Okay. She's an aide in the preschool. And it's just a it's just a tough class, tough year, not only hearing impaired, but a lot of special needs. And somebody's even said to her, Why well, can't get you a job at XYZ? And she's like, No, I have to be here. Like wow. I love these kids. That's and amazing. she does. Yeah. And the other night she's like, I don't want to go. Uh, 
but she's never said that. It's a wow. horrible feeling. And and it's you know and and she's with a teacher that is super competent and works well with her, and they're a good team, and so they can handle more. And so resources go other places, mm, right? You know, and they have each other, and it's just and so she's stretched thin. And we've just said, you know, it's it's a six week marathon that she's just got to get through. Like mm-hmm. you know, I always say you don't want to live life to just get through it. Ah, it'd be uh, great if she get through this. Yeah, <laughs> you right? know, let's uh. accomplish something along the way. And there are yeah. every day there's victories, mm-hmm. but it's so she's just one example. But just so many people, and and you know, and stuff at the school and coaching. Is, there's so many people, and what breaks my heart back to the emotional needs stuff is I can hear people in conflict. It has nothing to do with me, and I can see like, oh, she's operating out of this hurt, and she's you know reacting out of this way and everything. But it's not my place to fix. But I'm like, well, they're they're not going to resolve this, mm. you know. And there's mm. nothing I can do. Yeah. Um, the good side is that my what's going on good is two things. One, altruistically speaking, I have seen some victories lately, and just in you know, I get to hear a lot of stories doing what I do for a living, and it's my honor to to take on a lot of struggles. But, you know, Monday I met with a guy at Eaton Park and it was just a straight up victory parade. And, you know, not only was bad parts of his life, you know, fixed and or dealt with, but it had immediately been replaced with a good thing. And so it's just like a breath of fresh air to just be like, okay, all right, good. Good for them. You know, Mm -hmm. you can have your heart broken all the time, but you just get one. And I'm sure that's the same, Nancy, Mm -hmm. in your world. It's like you've taken enough bad news that you get a couple good news and it's like, okay. I can get through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other good news, the other good for me right now is my disc golf match that I won on Sunday. I'm in a summer long golf tournament where I play one person at a time, but as soon as you lose twice, you're out. Okay. And I've already lost once. So I won my match on, and the guy was a North Allegheny grad. So I took Aww. it very personally. <laughs> um, you know, I went in and I'm like, look, let's just have a good day, you know, win, lose, because we both already lost. You're yeah. like, I'm going to crush and you. I'm like, where are you from? He's like, Wexford. And I was like, oh. Where'd you go to? Where'd you go to high school? Like North Allegheny. I'm like, well, it's on, bro. <laughs> he and I are very similar, though. You know, he's in grad school for tuba. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Very similar. I almost right. I, before I met you, I thought that he's probably a tuba major. Yeah. <laughs> grad school, of course. Yeah. But I have a match again tomorrow morning, actually, uh, and I don't even care if I lose at this point because at least I've won one, so that'll be fun. <laughs> and food wise, uh, I just cannot say anything more about Aldi uh, grass fed. Ribeyes. You got to get the ribeyes. The strips are fine. Bro. We had the strips tonight. I've got four of those ribeyes sitting in my fridge right now, ready to go. I was there. Here, you want to talk about how being nice. The strips are good. I don't want to. The strips are good. The strips are good. Yeah, they're good. But the ribeyes. All right. The ribeyes. I'll tell Amy differently. They don't always have them. I went the other day. They had three two packs. And I looked at it and I went, it can't be that guy. I bought them all. Yeah. <laughs> Empty them out. And then Why I came not? by Monday and they had more. So I was like, all right, I okay. really wasn't that guy right, right, too right. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got one sitting at me ready to go as soon as I get, oh, I forgot to tell Rachel take it out of the fridge. <laughs> Let's tell her right now. I'm going to have to wait in it. Rachel. Yeah, because she always listens yeah, to the entire to episode. Yeah. Oh, wait. Diehard die hard fan. <laughs> yes, she is diehard. She's like, how'd it go? Fine. Okay. That's, that's the update. That's the update right there. Uh, but tonight I'll get home and she'll say, how was Nancy? And so uh-huh. I will then say mm. that it is my honor to introduce my friend, uh, my boss, 
I guess. Wow. For sure. You could get me fired. <laughs> That's true. Um, she's kept me from getting fired, actually, in the past oh, geez, when she was a principal. <laughs> uh, well, rightfully so. I wasn't supposed to be fired. Okay. Um, do you even know what I'm talking about or no? <laughs> she sounds so confident. I, I, I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, well, I'll just remind you of what I remember of the story is somebody had written a bad article about me. And it's actually the second of two bad articles. One was about Young Life and the other one was about me as a coach. And Nancy, you were the principal at the time, yes? I think so. Yeah, you're, you were the principal. Yeah. Right. And I went up to her and I said, Nancy, do I need to talk to anybody just to clear my name and just to s tell my side of the story? And what you said to me was <laughs> this. You said, Jay, everybody knows who you are and everybody is perfectly fine with it. In fact, she said, it's not a big deal. I was just talking with the superintendent about it and everything is okay. And I'm like, well, if it's, if it's not a big deal, why are you talking to the superintendent <laughs> about it? I remember it was in the back left part of the basketball uh, bleachers. Oh, but Nancy is the superintendent of the Penn Hill School District. And I always point out um, the fact that she has been overseeing, and this is the least of what we're going to talk about tonight, but it goes to the rest of it, that... She has overseen the recovery mm. of the financial mess that we have been in. She came mm -hmm. in after the mess was created. And yet every time you see an article, every time there's a news clip, every time anything happens in Penn Hills regarding the financial situation, mm -hmm. whose face is right there addressing everybody but Dr. Nancy Hines. Mm. And I've never heard her once say, you know... It wasn't me, okay? I just want to put that, that out we, there. It wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. For the record, here on lunchtime, you heard it first, folks. Yeah, it put it out. It was tens not and tens of people will hear this. <laughs> but we've talked over the years of just boy, what an amazing place to find yourself and to sit here and say, "Wow, I've gone through this recovery process and everything else, and we're in." There's light at the end of the tunnel. Is that a fair statement to oh say? Oh my goodness, yeah. So we can talk finance a little bit. I can. And then, detail. yeah, COVID happens. <laughs> oh, so like, yeah. oh, I thought we were getting somewhere, right. and now I've got this whole new thing. So Nancy, I'm just so excited that you wow. would be here tonight. And I just would love for you to just give us a brief background before we go financial. Who are you? You know, where'd you come from? Well, you know, again, Boy. Roman numeral, you can go with of the outline. You know, you don't need to go all the way down to the triangle, circle, square and talk about sixth grade. But if you want to and something happened, <laughs> that's great. Sixth grade. I was Marley's ghost in Scrooge. I remember that. Aww. Wow. I love how she <laughs> went straight go. to sixth grade. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But tell us about yourself. All right. So I'm Nancy. I live in Penn Hills. I've lived here more than 25 years. I absolutely love it. I have four kids. Three are out of the home, and they are at least 30 years old. One's having a birthday on Friday, going to be 35. How's that possible? I, I was a child mother. Well, there you, you know, go. At eight. <laughs> at eight. <laughs> no. Um, and then I have one at home, my little one, and she's a junior. So that's been interesting. Um, I started out, gosh, working with adjudicated youth. Um, I had a teaching certificate, believe it or not, and you as a fellow teacher might be able to relate to this. You know, everybody said, oh, math and science, you're going to get picked up right away. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. Mm. So I subbed for two years and I worked for um, Adelphi Village, it's called, and adjudicated youth are who they serve. And um, so... Started with that, and then there was an opportunity at Penn Hills. I got a call a day before school started. I did not live here yet. Came down, and I interviewed with Diane McKissick. Very Diane fond McKissick. memories of her. And there was a teacher on leave in biology, and she said, do you want to do it? 
And I said, yeah, I think I'll do it. So I gave up a grant-funded position I had at a vocational mm. school. And she gave me the textbook, and there I was. And I'll tell you, it was amazing. Five years as a teacher. Um, at the end of the year, I was really, really proud. Dr. Saley called me, and he said, you did a good job. He said, we have three jobs in your certification area. Which mm. one do you want? Oof. So it was great. Wow, nice. I stayed where I was. And um, my kids were really, really tough. But the beauty is now these are parents. Mm. And so when I see them in the community, yeah. in the school, these were my former students. Yeah. And, and it, it's really fun. A lot of fun memories with that. It's crazy for me to hear Dr. Saley and, yeah. and, and Mrs., if I may, or yeah, Ms. McKissick. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So they looked out for me. And, mm. and really, they were good mentors for me. And so then I went to school to get principal certification, all that kind of stuff. Happened pretty quick. And I remember Mrs. McKissick, I went to her and I said, I have to tell you, as the Curtis Simmons start interviewing, I got my certificate. I'm ready to go. And I remember her. She was always very blunt and very direct, and I appreciated that. And she said, honey, there's no jobs here. Everybody's young. And he said, mm. okay, well, I'm, I'm going to interview. And, and I got my first job uh, after the interview. I went to Steel Valley, and I was an associate principal over there, and then I was a principal. And then I came back. They said, hey, we need some help back here. Do you want to come back as a principal? And by then, I'd had my, my little one, my fourth one. So having a newborn and being a building principal and working football games, it was tough. So to come back home was, was really good. So mm. did that. And then I, I moved on and went to a proprietary school short term, about a year and a half. And after I got my doctorate, and I, I just didn't like that, that you know, education and the money exchanging hands. And mm. it was a business. It yeah. was not for me. Mm. And then I went to Gateway School District, a former supervisor of mine, also a Penn Hills person, Dr. Terry Piatek, was working there. So I was there for a couple of years. And then back here, they said, you know, they were going to resurrect an assistant superintendent position would I be interested in applying? I did, and I got that position, and um, we started, and a couple months later, the superintendent resigned, and he had different plans, and then I'm um, acting superintendent, and then the ceiling fell down. <laughs> and uh, and right. then I was like, here you are. So, he, yeah, he resigned. Uh, he resigned. Yeah. He yeah, resigned. he did. <laughs> and the ceiling fell down. He did. He, he wished me well, and, and that, was, that was fine. Did he say it like running out the door? <laughs> no, no, there's no animosity there. You know, occasionally see him, and... Um, you know, it, and it's still like the mystery of Penn Hills. I, it's not unraveled. You know, when you talk about the finance, right? You know, I go back and think about the decisions I even made early on. You know, and and some of those I do regret. But the information we had was bad. Mm. So there was a mixture of bad numbers, and then the numbers were bad that were real once mm. we got to those. But it took a while to get to the real, the the accurate numbers. Mm -hmm. So that complicated things for us. How bad was that for you as a human being? Like just this is. Oh, I lost my mind. Because <laughs> you're starting mm -hmm. out. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like well, okay, last time I was superintendent. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is all fresh. This is yeah. all new. And like wow. you said, it's personal. Yeah, it you're is. not just at who cares what high school. Right. It's Penn Hills, and mm -hmm. you've you've invested so much, and it's there, there's no security whatsoever. And so what I mean is like you don't even know if numbers are right. You don't know who's right. Right. Who can I trust? Who can I not trust? Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly it. So, you know, mm -hmm. we went through quite a few, I don't know if I could count them out, four or five business managers I've had, probably about the same number of HR people. Um, we did not replace the assistant superintendent position when I moved in to the superintendent You became role. your own assistant? I did. <laughs> I did. She was the only one qualified. <laughs> like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. She had interviews, but she's like, nope, I'm the only one that can do this. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I mean, you know, I have always felt committed, you know, and this was mine and I became very protective and, and, and turfish territorial mm, over sure. it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's been tough when you go to be a superintendent and you take the coursework, 
you know, certainly theory is different than practice, right? Mm -hmm. But there's very limited finance training, Mm. you know, so just even getting a budget. And thankfully, when I was at Gateway, Mm -hmm. I was um, responsible for federal programs. So I understood like a budget framework. I understood, you know, putting things in different line, line items and so forth. And I started looking at things and they just didn't match up. And so I reached out to my friends at Gateway and, and just, you know, the business manager there was so helpful to me or, mm. um, it, actually he was the assistant to the superintendent, but he had a CPA, I believe, and an MBA and, and he knew his math and he knew, you know, that part of the job and he guided me to start. But I mean, it was just crazy. And then, you know, we had, um, thefts and, and police reports and we had the auditor general and then we had the district attorney and they're always asking for i mean how many boxes of evidence oh my gosh that was the hardest thing because you know you're trying to get through your day you uh, have to get through the day there's still right. a curriculum you still got to hire somebody to do a teaching i mean yeah. you're still a superintendent we still have hundreds of kids coming through and, <laughs> yeah but you know like that you got to deal with and and all those challenges and then on top of this. Well, like, and then people would come in and they would just say, like, I want the past 10 years of something, uh, whatever it was. And I, I don't know. I wasn't here. Right. And it was a financial document. And, and so then, you know, I'm going through business managers that are lasting more than a year. And then wow. nobody has that historical knowledge. And then we don't know if the records are accurate. So that was that was like about a year, I think, we did that and testified before a grand jury. That was unsettling. Um, mm. Yeah. And so it wasn't easy? It was not easy, but here's I the mean, beauty. I mean, it sounds like a walk in the park. At our worst point, we were negative $18 million. <laughs> so at the end of the year, we call it fund balance. What's left after the bills are paid? We were negative $18 million. And so This is when? Back then? Back then. Okay. So I will tell you the prediction right now for July 1, 2021, is that we will be positive $5 million. Wow. We are wow. right now negative on the books, officially um, audited financials, negative 250,000. So to go, you know, 17.75 million. What's 250,000 between friends? <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but it's negative 18 million. We're the laughing stock. You know, we go yeah, to right, county level meetings right. and people, you know, kind of look and you, reporters. And that's uh, got to be like a shot at your, you know, just character, you know, and, and whatnot. Like people judging you like walking in, into a room and you're like you have no idea but people look at you in a different way and that's got, like that has to be extremely tough well in in a way i mean people who who researched it or paid attention knew that it wasn't directly at my hand but right again early on some of the decisions like the one funding we did I, we probably shouldn't have done it but the numbers i had suggest that it was the best move yeah um, but I worried about the kids, especially the older kids at the high school mm. and in those early days i would go up and do a student forum meeting with them because we were getting such bad press and, and I knew there was a sense of shame. I mean, I felt it. Everybody felt it. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk to the kids about what they were hearing and, you know, as much as mm. was relevant for them to know that, hey, we're going to work on this. Um, but just so much uncertainty. And then, you know, it just even in your family, whether it's your work family or your family family, when there's stress, there's strife. Yeah. You absolutely. know, and well, people are blaming. And I'm mean, just not about blaming, I'm about productivity. Let's fix it. Right. You know? Well, yeah. I just have to say that. I mean, and I know, I'm going to call it a quick turnaround. And I know it's been years and maybe it hasn't felt quick to you because you're, you're in the middle of it. But just like as a, as a resident, it feels like that's, that's amazing because it, it was, amazing. it was such a big mm-hmm. number. Where like when the public heard about that and I'm, I'm just, you know, personally, right. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're never going to climb it's out a, of this. Right. It's a gut punch. Like, how are we going to, yeah. like, it's, this is like, I just, you don't even know what's going to happen. Like what schools are we going to have to close? What's, what's, what's going to have to change. And so to orchestrate a, a, a turnaround financially like that, that's, that's awesome. It's unbelievable. Um, 
and then you just said you would hang out with the kids and to get the the beat of that and you know we we spoke a little bit ago and then you know you you popped into joe's class yeah and and and, <laughs> and i didn't recognize you right off the bat i jo- felt so badly <laughs> well joe's used to being you know jay mitlow's son right and so you know you said she's like are you are you are you Jason? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so in front of all his friends and everything else, and she's like, well, I just got off the phone with him, and he's like, sounds about right. <laughs> but you still are in classrooms, and so what I think a lot of people don't know is the impact this has had on kids. And can you speak to that? Oh, yeah. This past year, as as not just the superintendent of Penn Hill School District, but as somebody who has been involved in education, you know, what do you think the impact? I mean, literally of all of this has had and, and what do you think moving mm-hmm. forward again not what decisions are you going to make to mm-hmm. make my kids you know but the 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 law the loss of interaction you know mm-hmm. even just six months or this much of lockdown and not coming to school and kids that have stayed remote all year long what do you see and what are your thoughts on just the impact the lockdowns and covid and everything else has had on kids well, I will tell you, I, I have to thank our board of school directors because they've been very supportive. And I mean, I've asked them to take a lot of risks. I would call them calculated risks, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but a lot, you know, from September 8th, we had kids on site and there were temporary breaks here and there when COVID numbers would spike in a building and we'd reset, go to, you know, um, remote learning for a couple of days and then we would re- resume on site. So they they understood. I was very passionate and, and we were just talking at the beginning here or earlier I think of the child sitting in front of a TV with Cheetos all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some kids in this world, yeah. in this probably community too, for one year. That's been their life. Right. That's. I was going to say, that's the reality yeah. of it. You yeah. don't want to believe that that, you know, I, I mean, most teachers, of course, would advocate that in-person learning is going to be better than, than remote learning. But it's, yeah, it goes beyond that because you just don't know what's happening at home. And there are going to be some students who are like, lost along the way well and chris like you you teach elementary right and you really opened up my eyes as a parent um because you've talked about kids that you've had that don't know how to count to 10 or don't know the alphabet sure and i'm like man that's not even like maggie knows the alphabet she's two and a half she's known the alphabet for a while right yeah, I'm a lot of students come in, like to kindergarten, for example, yeah. just not. I'm like, that's not even not turning ready. on, and it's sad. But I'm, but I'm like, that's not even turning on Sesame Street, right? Like those kids, like aren't even like sitting at home and looking at a television with a kids program on, right? And that, like, that breaks my heart because mm-hmm. there's no attention whatsoever. So like, yeah. going like that really that really resonates with me. Of like, there's that level of people not paying attention to kids. And then there's the next level of, okay, yeah, they'll take care of themselves. They can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They can go in the kitchen, make themselves a meal. And then they'll just go and eat Cheetos in front of the TV or in front of the computer or whatever. And, well, and at fine. that point, they're responsible for schooling themselves basically all right. day. Right. And, and they're not, not to steal your and thunder. not. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's, that's actually my, that, that's exactly my point is they're being sat down in front of a computer eating Cheetos, right. not doing work. They might be browsing the internet, right. whatever, or they're sitting in front of the TV and not doing anything. And it's the same thing. It's the same story of like the younger kid in elementary school that doesn't know the alphabet. It's the new kid, the next generation that doesn't realize what's going on, which right. is heartbreaking to me. Like, like 
Ugh. It's so complicated. I, I think yeah. of a, a parent who called me early in the pandemic, maybe like last April when the schools were mandated to close. And she said that she was a nurse. And she said she had multiple kids in school. We were offering work to the kids. They were trying to keep up. She said she had mandatory overtime. And by the time she got home, it was almost bedtime. Mm. And she asked me, I mean, in tears, it sounded, she yeah. said, you know, are they going to fail? And mm. I said, no, we're, you know, we're really going to try to work with the kids. Just do your best. We also have a lot of situations here in Pan Hills, I think, where we have older people, older aunts, uncles, grandparents raising kids. Right. And I, I can't tell you, you know, the number that have called or stopped in with a learning device, not sure how to navigate it. You know, that that's not something they're familiar yeah, my, with. My mom's not very good at Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you very... tell, you know what I mean? What do you tell them? And then you throw somebody with a disability in on that. Mm. How are they supposed to deal with that? So that's right. been our mantra and just, you know, keep pushing the board. The staff, I'm sure they're sick of me saying it, but, you know, we are public servants. And I yeah. take that yeah. very, very seriously. Right. And the community needs us now. The kids are safest in many cases on site with us. Yeah. You know, we're feeding them. We're trying to keep them safe. You know, talking to the police chief, um, our local EMS coordinator. You know, we have communication with them. What do you think? Talking to Dr. Crossy, who's our school physician and he's actively employed, you know, out, out there serving families, you know, treating medical conditions and you're, you're on point. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. But, you know, it's hard when local districts, I won't name them larger than ours, mm-hmm. two of them. And and they didn't bring kids back, and right. and so mm-hmm. you know how damaging like, is that? I mean, besides oh. the Cheetos and the computer, the socialization, the structure. Tell me what you think what, is. What like, I'm hmm. most concerned, I think, would be the kids who are validated every single day by the traditional school system. Mm. So maybe it was somebody in this room, or maybe you know people you know where they go in, they're the superstar. They get all the accolades. They did their homework. They did it correctly. You know, they're that personality and they just thrive on that classroom experience. Those are the kids I'm worried about. Mm -hmm. Our other kids who kind of, I don't want to say were furniture, but they didn't, they didn't need that. That just didn't fit their personality. They're there. They didn't need the attention. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I think we've seen a difference because some of the calls that we have received or just even contacts, you know, the kids who were used to all that attention in the classroom. It seems that's fascinating, especially from our perspective of like what this podcast is all about, like the kids that have that need for attention, like attention is one of the foundational emotional needs. Like Mm -hmm. that blows my mind because I did not see that coming. Well, imagine even the kid that's the cut up in school, like not the superstar achiever, but the kid who gets his attention met in in school, not at home. Now he's at home. Yeah. That's the kid that's, you know, online stalking somebody now. You know, not in Pen Hills. They don't do that. No, that's that's those other schools. (laughs) But I mean, that that finds destructive ways because if our needs aren't being met, we try to manipulate to have them met. Mm. And so not just the superstar kid, but the kid that at least the school can manage, ideally, you know, now that kid is off. How do you think the kids have responded? Well, I have to tell you, I have a a list that I, I keep and about. I don't know, every two, three weeks, maybe a month, no later, then I'll email these kids. And these are kids that I know through my daughter or kids I've just met through the system. And just, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and generally, they'll, they'll tell me how they're doing. Uh, certainly, attitudes are they, are actually, they honest? I think so. Okay. Yeah, certainly the attitudes have changed since the beginning of the year. You mm-hmm. know, they were struggling. I mean, clearly they were struggling. I, I think of one high-achieving young woman, excellent student, and she said, these teachers don't realize I have seven classes you know, what they're giving me times seven, I can't get it all done at night. Mm-hmm. I work. Um, so that, that they there was a lot of that mm-hmm. early. I don't know what the adjustments were, but I, you know, cause I coached in the yeah. fall and there were kids who were just like, and it was so funny because it would be like, 
and you see on Facebook and stuff like that, you'd see parents saying, you know, it's eight hours a night and this and that and the other thing. And, yeah. and we're looking at Joe and Bella. We're like, are you sure you're done? Like, <laughs> you know, and I'd be like, are we missing something? Because like, well, it's taken the place of eight hours in school, which is five hours instruction, you know. But I, I don't know if adjustments were made. Because yeah, they I, were. They absolutely were. So if I would give you this and say this is your curriculum and, and you have to use every single word or letter on this page, or if I don't say that, but you make that assumption, that's what you're assigning, right? So that's what happened. And, and so we had to, to, to get the teachers to understand. And there's a failure on the part of administration, too, to be very clear with them. And we're all changing, like, really fast, turning on the dime. First mm-hmm. pandemic for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But you don't, have, come. you don't have to assign every <laughs> single lesson or every single activity. You know, pick and choose. Some can just be for completion only. You don't necessarily have to grade them. Yeah. And so until we all got acclimated, I think that was that was part of the issue. And then certainly current events and things like that. I, I want time for that. Yeah. And so we talk about the art and science of teaching. You know, I have to have the art of, of teaching come through, right? Because that's how you're engaging the kids. Right. You're making it stick. And, yeah. and, and how does that, you know, because you have teachers who are dynamic in class. Mm-hmm. Not all. Some. And, okay, well, now they're teaching an online curriculum. But you can still shine through that. How do we then make your individual as a teacher, you know, uh, your skills and your your uh, talents? How can they shine through even though you're not creating the lesson plan, you know, and yeah. not just say, well, I'm not teaching and then just sit down, you know. So that's right. part of that process, I would assume, which is a good transition to teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, teachers are our heroes. They are our, you know, they're everything. And yet every you know, every teacher's got parents who want to destroy them because they're the worst person in the world. You know what I mean? It's such a controversial What's thing. It's blaming yeah. and crisis. Right, it's blaming yeah. and crisis yeah. and all this other stuff. And they're, they're, our, they're the people that you oversee and everything else. And it's, it's just a tough place to be right now because there's teachers, and I put it in quotations, like in general, but they're also individuals. And so there were teachers who I'm sure were deathly afraid to come back to school. Yeah. Absolutely. And were affected by the virus, both physically and in family and or emotionally. And then you have the high achieving teachers who are told, well, no, we're just doing ingenuity now. So you just have to run this program. You know, how does, how was it for the teachers in this past year and, and how are they getting through it? Well, a couple of things come to mind. There are some teachers I've, I've heard about, um, not actually sat in their class, but I've heard that they are really taking to the online learning. People who were, you know, good teachers, mm-hmm. but certainly maybe were not like really passionate about it, maybe lost some passion. And now this is a fit for them and mm. they're just taking off. We've been really fortunate hmm. that we've had um, many who really understood and, and grasped this whole concept of online teaching, and we've been tra- doing train the trainer, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what you said, you know, really, Jay, hit, hits home with me about people being deathly afraid. I mean, that's across the organization. That was the hardest thing to gauge because certainly there was CARES Act, and people would get paid whether they came to work or not. That created a lot of hurt feelings, hard feelings, who are essential workers, who are not, why am I here, why aren't they there, why can't I stay home? You know, it was really, 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 really hard um, it, it, because some people did learn to manipulate the system. And I'm not talking about teachers specifically. I'm saying across In the general. organization. Right. And not specific to our school district, but trying to be empathetic. We have sure. a great HR director, um, Bob Kohler. He, he is just amazing. I mean, he truly has been 24-7 with, you know, quarantines mm. and contact tracing and trying to offer employee assistance to people who are, are dealing with that. You know, people, their loved ones got sick. 
Um, you know, that that's it's been really, really hard. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a personal thing. Right. For Many any different employee. individuals. Yeah. So um, following up on. Have you made any music teachers use a cart? That's what, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Yes, we have carts at our elementary school. We do. No, I'm just curious, um, you know, speaking of people being fearful or, or um, just altering their their plans for you you know this school year and possibly in the future i know in in our school district um we're having online teach like we're opening up positions uh for Mm -hmm. online teachers at least for the next school year is is penn hills doing that also in, in the assumption that some students will want to stay online yeah so we already had a cyber academy when i came back here in 2014 that was one of the first things when i was an assistant superintendent hired to oversee academics that was one of the first things that we we looked at and we ramped it up and our cyber academy we even have ncaa clearinghouse approval for our courses which is very unique for a cyber school Hmm. so that's going to continue and i from what i understand there's about 100 kids that are in that they want to be virtual it's asynchronous mostly Mm -hmm. so if they want to work during the day or they have some activity they're engaged in they can do their their schoolwork in the evening it's not set to a a traditional school schedule so definitely that will continue and but now what we're looking at and i don't i'm not sure how we'll map that out but if somebody's on an extended absence you know could they be hybrid in a sense um, you have a medical yeah. injury, something like that. Or you like need to quarantine, be for example. Yeah, even that, that yeah. even that, that you could go back and forth. Um, maybe even a multi-day absence. You're going on vacation for something. Maybe you're sitting in the car. Maybe you can follow along on your phone. Mm. You know, so we, we want to see what that looks like. But those are some of the things, the vestigial pieces we want to carry yeah. over. And that goes along with getting rid of the the, the snow days. We've seen yeah. pretty much the end of regular snow days because now that, that school districts ha- are basically one-to-one device yeah. to student, like, we can learn from anywhere, I guess. Yeah. yeah and, and, and at any time. And there's been a lot of upset with that, too. I mean, I don't follow social media very closely, but people tell me, you know, different things and, and how I know families even in Penn Hills, you know, po- supposedly were outraged that we didn't allow snow days and mm. we had remote learning days and they thought that was more appropriate and giving kids a break. And, and I can be mm. sensitive to that, sure, but I also sure. know the kids are way behind. Right. And every second we can get, we have yes. to try. I feel like that. So. Especially this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like to give more time away that I can imagine that would be really difficult. But if mm. you have a house of three little ones in elementary school, you probably need a break and right. want to go play in the snow. I, I absolutely <laughs> understand that. Yeah. And absolutely. that goes to, you know, you said the parents are upset. And I said it earlier, you know, I mean, kids have each other. Ideally, they have their families. Teachers, mm-hmm. they've got each other. They have their little groups, you know, within their uh, focus. Um, of teaching and then they have of course the teachers union and the school board has each other you know who does the superintendent what is it like <laughs> in general but i know i mean because one day uh, here and let me let me lead question. in with this a couple years ago since we're on the topic of snow days yeah. either joe or bella i don't want to throw either one under the bus <laughs> were mad that we either had a two-hour delay and not a cancellation or a cancellation i don't know what it was and i said to them i said oh okay i said now tell me when was it that you ran a school district and they went, what do you mean? I said, well, do you know how many phone calls you have to make? I said, do you know that you're in charge of a staff who has to drive here? Do you yeah. know maybe even insurance liabilities for having this happen? Everything? And they're like, all right, dad, got it, got it. <laughs> but most people don't know. And so, like, 
By the way, that's factological reason. Yeah, I was going to point that out for. I'm sorry. Before I went there, I said to them, oh, "I know. I'm crushed for you in this moment. Now, oh, don't be an idiot. Don't be that kid who acts like he knows. It's also criticism. Well, if you want to be sure. Somebody threatened to burn my house down one time at Pin wow. Hills. I, I got a voice message. I that's went a, to the that's a heck of a transition. No, 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 right no, no, Give me a name. Give me a name. I don't I'm ready. know. Because of a snow day. That's what it was over. Wow. Yeah, laced with profanity, and I'm going to burn your house down. Wow. Give me a name after the show. I, yeah, because Eric's, Eric's the rough guy here. He's, he's the one who's going to run. It's really Chris. But, but, we'll but in all me. honesty, I mean, when I think of alone, everybody else in those groups, they have, you know, administration. I mean, I know you're technically part of administration, or are you not? I think you're I the am. Head of administration. Well, I'm just saying, but like, so the school board hires you. and Absolutely. And you're the, there are nine bosses I have. Right. But you're still the head of administration that, you know. So they're not your peers. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> no, so but can. I mean, even the rest I mean, of the administration. Yeah, I think I can have a meltdown with my. You can or cannot? I cannot. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So yeah. where do you go mm. when it's tough? Yeah. What do you do? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm just not somebody that's going to focus on the negative. You know, I mean, I, I process, but I think I process pretty quickly. And I'm able to focus on the mission. And I, I really thank God for that because that, that is something mm. that gets me through. Every day. I mean, I whine like everybody else. My why mother. Do you call it, why the, do you call it wine? Why isn't it? We're talking accurately. Event. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Well, event. Well, <laughs> and, who, and who do you vent? Who do you vent to? Well, I have you know friends and and my mom, you know, but but I don't I don't know like. But that's good though. You need to have those people in your I life. I do. Yeah, yeah. That's but I don't good. want the relationship to be built around my problems at work or venting or about work. You know that kind of thing. So I try to be mindful. I don't want to put anybody else in overload. Sure. But I still whine. I mean, I do. <laughs> so you've got to, right? You've got to. I mean, that's there's so much that's hard there. to do a job of a school district that is in financial distress. <laughs> but I'm whining. I'm whining. <laughs> My face is on the news again for decisions I didn't make. But I'm just whining. It's, I should be better than this. But I, that's a big part of what we talk about is having those people in our lives that like yeah. we can go and trust that they're not going to, you know, blow up my spot or anything like that and we can go and unload and get comfort because it's hard it's tough like it i can't is. i can't imagine being in in your position I, like that's crazy yeah yeah because yeah. we often talk about just we need that group we need that 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 intimate group of friends who you know you can count on and vent yeah. to and there's not yeah. going to be repercussions right and then there's also the group of people that you're sort of reaching out to and 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 trying to uh build a, a relationship with or to, to help with you know whatever it might be but those yeah. or, or or even you know colleagues at work who don't fit into that model of you know well they're they're my friend and or co-worker but i don't want them to be my confidant because we're they're that they're right. just not part yeah, you, of you that can't. group in my life yeah i, I can't yeah. you know i have administrators my administrative team directors of various departments and they'll come in you know some i know better than others um, but I think what, what grounds me is when, when they come in or even a building principal frustrated and I'll say, okay, you can take the filter off. Just tell me what you really want to say. And that's right. good. Yeah. Get it out and go on. And to me, that, that feeds me mm. to help them if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because then I can keep it about them. And I, you know, not, I think when I was newer in the position, I probably vented too much to people mm. in the mm. office and then mm. y they have to have you up here not that you're perfect or flawless right 
but that you're capable. It just doesn't work the other way. I right. can see that. I yeah. mean, just from my, I mean, hey, I'm just a music teacher. I'm at the other end of the totem pole, but but I can see it from, I no, think, your perspective. It's very lonely at the top. Like, but that's okay. I, like, I'm a loner. I mean, well, but I mean, but also, like, I know, Jay, you've talked about other people, like, that are at the top. And, like, it's, it, like, it gets lonelier and lonelier and lonelier as you go and move to the top. But you've already expressed that you have people that mm-hmm. you can rely on and that you can talk to. And that I'm, I'm glad for that because mm-hmm. every I am a firm believer that everybody needs somebody that they can go to and get quality comfort from and to take the filter off. Yeah, yeah. You know, that you can be right. there for your, you know, your administ- yeah, the other administrators and the principals and everything else. And it's good that you said that you have the friends and you've got your mom even to yeah. uh, to be able to take that filter off. Yeah. And as we look at, you know, every week we talk about taking the relational needs questionnaire, and we gosh. we typically ask every um, <laughs> oh, gosh. every guest to. Oh, you're so embarrassed, which is well, interesting. You think I'm a zombie me. or something? I know. No, no, oh, oh. no. No yeah. emotion. I will tell you this. I'm not going to blow up your spot, but like you're scored compared to some other I've seen. I'm like, Ooh, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> you are I, I thought zombie. That's funny. No, I was like, <laughs> you have she's a- like, your son's name was Ben. <laughs> ben. No, wait, wait a second. Before we go there, I think we have to close out the other topic oh, yes. because I think of, of one time when I contacted Jay, you know, there was all this nasty stuff on social media about me. And again, I don't read it, but people were telling me. My mother Which that's got to drive you nuts, too, though. Well, my mother reads it. You know? oh, and your then poor she, mother. And she gets her mom. feelings. And I said, Mom, we can't continue like this. People are going to say what they're going to say. I'm confident what I'm your doing. Your mom's like, wait until you see what I saw on Snapchat. <laughs> she does. She watches the grandkids, too, what they're putting out there. But anyway. <laughs> so one time, there was you know this nasty stuff about my car and how Penn Hills gave me this company car. And, and I said, yeah, Penn Hills does pay for my car because I use my paycheck to pay my loan payment for my car. Right. But certainly I don't have a company car. I'm on a seven-year pay freeze. I offered to take that because how can I ask the troops to take pay freezes? And I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I committed to that. And I remember reaching out to you, Jay, and saying, can, can you please counter that on social media? I, <laughs> I don't have that car. And then they attacked my daughter. I mean, just, oh, it gets geez. ugly. Yeah. And it's it's funny because you, you, you're you afraid of your emotional needs and you're afraid you're going to be design, <laughs> you know called a zombie and everything else. But what I what I found to make sense. And I think you disagreed with was that encouragement is really your highest. And, you know, I, I found every time I have encouraged you that you've received it well mm-hmm. and you don't, you know, and I think that's a position that you can get by with that. You know, if I look at some of your other emotional needs, respect negative two, there's no way she'd have made it this far. She had a high need for respect. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, and then you go to security, Negative two. Like, Zombie. You had, no. <laughs> no. See, just very secure. Right. Just very secure. Uh, well, it's not even that she's very secure with all due respect. It's that being secure doesn't move her needle. Right. Like if everything was perfect, it wouldn't make her feel that much better than if everything is in chaos. Right. It's just that that's not where she's focused. Well, and so in a way you Or have, should I say you. Maybe that speaks to, you know, you have thrived through this whole financial situation and coming through the years. and Yeah. And it hasn't thrown you into a tailspin. Well, and one of the other things, so need of, uh, sorry, I'm, oh, I screwed that up. We love you, Eric. <laughs> it's all good. Encouragement, encouragement, right. No, yeah. encouragement was the highest, right. but appreciation was one of the, the next ones. And mm. I do just want to say that as a father of a daughter that's going to be going into the Penn Hill school system, I appreciate your leadership and your vision and everything that 
I've heard. And even, you know, Amy, Amy, my wife was talking to me tonight, you know, before the show. And like, she was like, oh, Nancy Hines, like, I love her. I've, I've oh read a lot gosh. about it. And like, you know, I'm, I'm so encouraged by Nancy and, you know, appreciate everything that she's done for the school wow. district and, and everything like that. So yes, like, I just want you to know that. Oh, and, that's all I'm going to say. Wow, I'm yeah. humbled. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And their daughter's name is Maggie, and Man. she'll be coming through. And if you're so Maggie ben down, <laughs> Maggie up. <laughs> like Maggie just graduated. That's so weird. <laughs> but wait a minute. I want to say something nice now, too. Hold on. Oh, but now you're a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> but back to making Nancy uncomfortable. Oh, jeez. What I think is also interesting is your your need for attention was low as well it wasn't one of your highest ones at all and that's i think goes to your you're not doing it for the attention do you know what i mean like you said before i'm so committed to the mission yeah mm. and that is a testimony because if you wanted attention you could certainly be a superintendent you know you could certainly get your attention as a superintendent but that's not why you do it either well i mean you have to be able to be the face you know do the microphone thing or whatever it is you know in the media or for an event mm. but I like being under the radar. I was going to say, but let me ask you this, and you can be open and honest. Do you like being on camera and in the media and and all that? I think it serves its purpose. Right. You know, there are times which is the which yeah. is the no, I don't. <laughs> well, it, no, it doesn't. It doesn't reach the level. Do of I have her to have it? No. Right. You right. don't have to have it. You want it so that you can. It's certain times when it's right, strategic, so you can get your message across. Exactly. But you don't enjoy it from a celebrity. We'll, we'll say attention. celebrity attention. Attention. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't she, give you something emotionally. You right. just yeah. I have to do this, but it's professionally, right. yeah, yeah. It's truly yeah. strategy. Yeah. yeah. Because the mission is what matters. Well, and if I can't do it, then I have no business sitting in the seat. Well, and that's you know? better than somebody that's like the opposite of, I just want attention. I just want the cameras on me. And like, I, right. I'll say whatever I need to say to get well, the attention that I need. Nancy, you and I have <clears throat> had interactions with a, another superintendent in the past um, under conflict. I'll leave it at that. Who represents the school district that we had conflict with. And he mm -hmm. was on the news a oh, lot. Oh, geez. Yeah. And I think that would be somebody who really liked attention mm. to a fault because he didn't realize, boy, he's making himself look bad in this process. And we don't need to go there. I'm just saying yeah. that's not you and that you're yeah. focused by the mission. And, the, and if you have to speak and get the attention for a purpose, it right. makes sense. Yeah. Um, as we transition uh, and move on, Nancy, I want to just let you uh, anything that you want to say as far as just being the superintendent, what it's like or what it's like to be Nancy Hines. Forget superintendent. Um because I just don't want to finish this podcast and have you be like, hey, you didn't even say anything about our uh, take-home meal programs on Wednesdays and no, Fridays or whatever. I, I just, I, I think the community, you know, it, gosh, yeah, there, this community is very special. It is. And if you don't live here, you, you haven't worked it. here, you don't know That's it. That's right. Yep. And, and I will tell you, even with staff who have left our district, gone somewhere else, and I see them maybe at my daughter's track meet or, you know, at the mall or wherever it might be pre-COVID. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, they have a sense of remorse. Mm. And, you know, however they phrase it, it's different. It's specific to the individual, but it's they, they miss us. Mm. And there's something real and there's something authentic. Mm -hmm. And I love that mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the pretense, the hype, we just, you know, tell it like it is. Um, and, and, and we do band together. 
I mean, I, you know, some of the stuff I yep. put out on our website, and it sounds a little hokey and cliche, but we really do stand together, good times and bad times. Mm-hmm. And I have seen that. And, and for me, like, I feel like this community needs vindication. My hand yeah. is on this. I started this. I got to finish this before retirement and, um, you know, <laughs> hand it over to the, the youthful person who will follow. But I, I think the community, we, we need to be vindicated, validated. It, it's great that yeah. we live here. We know that. Yeah. But we need to get that. that um, the message out re- there. Yeah, the respect yeah. from the other. And with us digging out financially, you know, there are superintendents in the room where I have an opportunity to say, hey, we went from negative 18 million. Now we're, you know, and they're mm-hmm. like, because we have limited training on that. Right. That's four and you give it to the business manager. Right. Well, now I can look through and I can see things. And you, and you know dadgum well, you're looking at it now. <laughs> you know. I know what I'm looking at now. <laughs> yeah. So that makes a difference. But there, yeah. there's that pride, you know, beyond sports. You know, we've always been right. great in sports. That's all well and good. But the right. academics, like we, we, I want to work on the academics now. And that's when I came back to Penn Hills in 2014, that was my goal. I was hired to oversee academics, and and so now to dig back into that and get the programming up to where it needs to be. Yeah. Well, I think our community has, you know, been undergoing a lot of transition over the last several years, more Mm -hmm. than just financial issues, but just also just the way that the community has changed and grown and socially and whatever. And um, I just think it's like there has been some negative press for just different reasons. I mean, just... We've talked about it before, Jay. How it always, oh, why? Right. Who? Mount Lebanon man drives through Penn Hills, and Penn Hills is in capital letters right. before committing murder. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, man, you know, man from Mount Lebanon, small, <laughs> drives through Penn Hills. <laughs> yeah, right. To kill his wife in Ohio. And it always what? seems to go that way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like you, to your point, like just, it, it's a very special community. And I feel like people who are here love it. Mm-hmm. and want to I be here. It here and it's i i really strongly feel like it has become a hidden gem mm-hmm. you know and 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 there are a lot of i've seen in my neighborhood a lot of younger families moving in and it's so well, encouraging yeah. to see and i want to give nancy her like kudos to just your part in that as far as your leadership in the school district which is well, right. such an important part of the community yes. and i just want to say that that's well thank you yeah I that's awesome that. i totally agree with that and you know i don't i'm kind of embarrassed Amy and I, we used to live in Plum, but we moved back to Penn Hills. We moved back to Penn Hills. That's what counts. You did what you had to do. But I think Penn Hills, no, that was the beginning of your point. That That wasn't your point. And, but we, you know. Thought we were just airing our sins. But, (laughs) (laughs) but we, you know, like, we've talked about it so much internally, Amy and I, of, of, you know, our friends are here, our church is here, you know, just our life in general is here. And we want to be a part of it. And like, how can you not be a part of it and not live here? And God ordained all that to have. I could talk about that for an hour of how all that went down. But the fact that you're living in this house exactly. and you have no business being in a house this <laughs> nice. Exactly. Exactly. It is pretty nice. It's a I very love, nice house. We love this house. It's, the, it's in one of like Penn Hill's two hidden neighborhoods that nobody knows about. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, but there's that. And then, you know, we've we've read so many nice things about the principal at the elementary school. Oh, she's amazing. Exactly. She's amazing. And we're so encouraged that, you know, Maggie's going to go to In that. A el- hot minute. She'll <laughs> be there. Uh, tomorrow. Bro, she's going bro, tomorrow. Don't even. Don't. Don't. I, I'm trying to hang on to every Sunrise, minute. Sunrise. <laughs> Such a turd. Um, you know, but she will be going to that elementary school. And like that 
is just amazing to me and so encouraging mm-hmm. to me that like we live in a great community that nobody nobody knows yeah. about like nobody knows oh, they how, know about it no no, no. <laughs> for the wrong reason but they don't know yeah. well yeah they know they don't know how good it is like mm-hmm. it really is good and man i i love it here and i'm here for life well so. that's one of those sort yeah. of motto slash cliches whatever else is ph family yeah and mm-hmm. that's really what it is because is there problems yeah like any Absolutely. family does but we don't hide them right we don't hide them when we're real mm-hmm. and we talk about it we and, don't hide them and we get it out and go from there but what you guys just introduced is what i think is the next thing that we don't really know about in penn hills and that is the influx of everybody who's moving into penn hills you, know, yep. you can't buy a house in penn hills no nope. i mean a house up the street was sold for 65 they flipped it they put it on the market for 185 it went for 200 oh my gosh and i and it's i mean they it's, renovated a house. It. It's, it's a house it's clearly a house and they did a nice job but what's I talk crazy with, is it's not as big as our house it's not as big as my house um that's crazy i talked to a good friend of mine terry Calabrese, who does mortgages mars bank by the way everybody um <laughs> and he said what's happening is everybody's moving from california and yeah. I know it's everybody moving in who works in East Liberty, working for Google and all that stuff. He said they come yeah. from California. They sell their two-bedroom in California for $400,000. So they come here and buy a three- or four-bedroom in Penn Hills. Wow. And they don't – that's one I'll give them two. And they still walk away with $200,000 in the bank. Right. Well, at some point, they may have children. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be coming here. And so that will be interesting to see that influx because, yeah. you know, we're Penn Hills. You want to be a part of Penn Hills? Great. We ain't California, right. you know, and so, and we're already diverse. Yes. And so yep. it's not like that's going to change. Right. So I'm just excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Because everybody's buying a house in Penn Hills. They're not 70. Right. You know? and right. So, exactly. Yep. Well, it has been great. I don't know that we could have uh, done any better. No way. But I do no. have a do better. Okay. Do tell. Do better. Slash can't do better. Slash do better. <laughs> Now Follow me on this. Yeah. Follow me on this as I open up the page. So every every episode we do do betters. People that can do better in life. And we want to encourage yeah, them. We encourage the improvement. The people but who act also, out of their past hurts and make mistakes. Exactly. But we kind of make fun of them at the same time. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Just lightly. Speaking <laughs> of Google, Dateline. Bing. East Liberty. East Liberty. Um, Wait. This is East Liberty. This yeah. is local. This is local. Okay. Oh, and I keep opening the wrong one. <laughs> I was like, I see that now. It says Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say this. A, and I'll, I'll read from you. It says, a local black-owned soul food restaurant behind, behind uh, our home, this person writes, in East Liberty, had their smoker stolen. A white box truck pulled up Saturday night. They found it on the security camera of this neighbor, which, by the way, first do better. Uh, WPXI. Don't list the name of the neighbor that showed the the security know. camera. Oh, yeah. Let's let's not do that. Come uh. on. Maybe they wanted the publicity. I don't know. For need of attention. <laughs> Maybe. Obviously, for no all need the for wrong se- reason. No need for security. <laughs> but they at least caught the fact. They caught it on camera. They did not catch the people. But this is a. It's called a wing and a prayer. Is the name of the the restaurant. Uh, chicken wing. Uh-huh. See. <laughs> And it's it. the main thing they do is smoke meat, and they literally, you know, stole the person's like they. It'd be like stealing all of the stoves and ovens from a restaurant. Would they get them oh, back man. or no? Not yet. Oh. No. However, uh. so do better. Don't steal 
from locally owned businesses. I think we're going to take a firm no stealing stance on this uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm yeah. pretty ready for that. Yeah. So WPXI don't announce the names of the people that put it on, and, and good for them. Can't do better. They at least offered the security camera. However, they therefore someone started a GoFundMe to replace the smoker. For I'm five, such a fan oh, of GoFundMe. I love a good GoFundMe. Five thousand dollars. There it and is. And they raised it within six hours. Wow. And so they actually added to it so they could get a professional professional welder to more <gasps> greatly secure oh, yeah. said building or said smoker. And so now they've raised seventy six hundred and sixty dollars of their now seventy five hundred dollar goal. Wow. wow. That's, so that's can't do beautiful. better. I love communities coming together like I that. I want to come Me around too. the backside with another do better. Uh oh. I was ready to see like twenty grand. Oh, uh, sure. You know what they I mean? Might like, have cut it off though. Well, no, nah, they off. didn't. They, no, did? they, up, they already upped it once. So the original goal was five, and they went past it. And they said, yeah. well, let's get them a, a better one, mm-hmm. and let's make sure it's secured and everything else. But I was like ready yeah. to see, like, you know, 25 grand, they bought them a new building, and all this kind of stuff. Because we've seen those stories, like, you know, yeah. such and such an employee gets fired or yelled at or whatever. Let's get like them a vacation. Right. And Target it's like, Tory and, yeah. and her yeah, board right. and all that kind of stuff. $100,000, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, maybe, I guess I can't have And there'll be a link time, in the show notes if you want to contribute. I was going to say, I want to go and get some barbecue now. I know, I'm saying, some wings. I have a uh, a can't do better. What what you got over there, Eric? Nothing. I uh, don't have anything. He's all in pieces. This is such. This is light hearted, but so sweet. This is uh, Dateline Canada. Ding. Elderly man gets lessons on ding, hair and makeup ding. to help his struggling wife. Ah, uh, it's beautiful. A devoted seventy nine year old husband visited a beauty school to get lessons in hair and makeup to help his wife, who can no longer get ready by herself. Uh, he walked wow. into wow. Del Mar College of Hair and Aesthetics in Alberta and told director Carrie Hanna that he wanted to learn how to use the curling wand. His wife's vision was failing, and she keeps burning herself oh, as a boy. result. So he was looking for a few tips. Wow. So I, I won't read the whole story, but just, I mean, there's pictures here. And how again, excited we'll have do you think they were when he walked in there? Right? Yeah. Dude, that's a stud right there. And, <laughs> that's and a stud. If you, if you click on the the link in on the show notes... Um, You'll see some pics and he's doing French manicures. <laughs> oh, he's right. a pro now. <laughs> yeah. He's he's working on extensions for her. He's like, but just that that simple act of of love. I just I just find it so heartwarming. Me we, too. You can't do better than that. You can't do better, and that's how we like to end the show. Um, that is that is sorry. Well, I just want to say thanks to for. Nancy, for being on. And, Absolutely. And just for Thank all that you've you done and all that you're me. doing. Thanks. I appreciate oh it. This gosh. is fun. You'll have to come back. I'm oh, sure we please. haven't heard the whole story. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That is it for episode 112. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire, as Dr. Nancy Hines has. <laughs> You'll be like a doctor. <laughs> You'll be like a doctor if you take the questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to smoke some wings. Bye. I don't know. I'm getting there. Campbell. Campbell's. <laughs> don't be an idiot. The restaurant. Uh, chicken wing. Uh-huh. See? <laughs> And you got it. 